Alright, so check this out. I've told this story to several people and no one really believed me. They just awkwardly shrugged and moved on. Maybe someone on here might appreciate the story. Anyway, a couple of years ago, I had just graduated high school and didn't know what to do with my life yet or which college to go to. Since my sister is a lot older than me, by the time I graduated, she had already gotten married, had a baby, and moved into a new house. They had just put in a brand new kitchen and then they went to visit her husband's parents that lived in another state. My sister asked me if I wanted to house sit and feed their cat twice a day. I said yes because I was still living with my parents and just wanted some time to myself without my parents constantly nagging about what I was going to do with my life. They were right, of course, but I just wanted some peace. So I stayed at my sister's house, played with the cat, fed it regularly, watched movies, used their PlayStation, and so on. I often had to stand in the kitchen and wait for the cat to finish her food. She was a very picky eater, and I had to make sure that she actually ate what I fed her. So I was standing there every day, looking around randomly, being a little bored. I vividly remember that the kitchen was in a really bright red color. My sister thought it looked great and her husband just let her pick the color without interfering because my sister is the one cooking anyway. I wasn't that interested in kitchens but I definitely noticed the red color and thought a couple of times that it was too bright and eye-catching that they might get sick of it easily and have to pay a huge amount of money when they wanted to change it. I also took pictures and videos of the house to show them to my girlfriend. We joked about getting married and buying a house like this too, even though we both felt way too young for that and didn't even have jobs yet. I also filmed the kitchen and said to my girlfriend jokingly that I wouldn't let her choose a color like this because it's not my cup of tea, aka it's ugly, and she agreed with me. She wouldn't let me choose a color like this either. Several weeks later, I got accepted into a college and moved, so I didn't stay at my sister's house at all. About one year later, I was back at my parents' house for the holidays and my sister invited us all to dinner. I was helping bringing out the food and returning used to dishes and loading them into the dishwasher, and while doing that, I noticed that they had a white kitchen now. I was confused, but I didn't say anything because there was a lot going on. A couple of hours later, I texted my sister because I remembered the new kitchen and thought it's funny that I was right all along. I texted her, why did you change your kitchen so soon? I thought you'd get sick of the red, but I didn't think you would change the kitchen to white so fast. She was really confused because she had no idea what I was talking about. We texted back and forth and she explained that their kitchen had always been white from day one when they had it installed in the new house. There has never been a red kitchen, not even in the planning stages. I thought this was extremely weird, but I didn't want to give up. I thought that she was pranking me. I looked up the pictures and videos on my phone and my heart sank when I saw them. The kitchen was white in every picture and video. I asked my girlfriend if she remembered me sending her videos of my sister's house and if yes, 
What color was the kitchen? She said yes, and she remembered watching the video and talking to me about the red kitchen. It couldn't have been a dream. I definitely stayed at my sister's house. My sister remembered me staying there and feeding the cat until they came back from their vacation. And my girlfriend clearly remembered watching the video with the red kitchen in it. But the color had changed in the video, so it couldn't have been a prank by my sister or some kind of false memory. My girlfriend and I couldn't have hallucinated another color at the same time. We had a long-distance relationship and only talked on the phone or texted. We never did any drugs, and there was no alcohol involved. And lastly, it wouldn't make sense for me to invent a story like this if it didn't actually happen. If I did fabricate something, I would have made it a lot more creepy or interesting, not like a boring kitchen color change. I still have no explanation besides it being a glitch in the Matrix. You could argue that it could be a Mandela effect or a switch to a parallel reality too, but I believe that this is debatable. All these things might essentially stem from the same root. And you know, ever since this experience, I've thought that maybe more random details change in my life and I just don't notice it. This story is from the summer of 2017. At the time, I was on a summer break from university, working at a local gas station to earn some money for accommodation as my family was never well off. I was cat-sitting for a friend in her apartment while she was visiting her then-boyfriend in the Middle East where he was on a work assignment. It was the middle of the week with beautiful and sunny weather it's one of those rare, beautiful days that you just want to spend outside, but the day was passing slowly as I had to spend it in the damp gas station until late afternoon. I was expecting to finish work at around 5 or 6 p.m., but to my surprise, the scumbag owner of the place, who was genuinely a scumbag, he made me work 11 to 15 hour days every day for shit money. Well, he came in and said that I could finish early. I didn't have to be prompted anymore. I just grabbed my bag and went out of the place all cheery that I'd have some time to myself to enjoy the beautiful weather. On my way to the metro station, I was looking around and just admiring the outside. It was truly a beautiful day. When I saw a helicopter in the sky, there was no sound, which was very odd as since we all know, helicopters are bloody loud. The helicopter looked suspended in the air like it wasn't moving at all, including the rotor at the top. I looked down to check my glasses as maybe I was seeing something wrong or maybe I was just tired after a long shift, but to my surprise, when I looked up again, the helicopter disappeared and it was replaced by a black pixel in the sky. And by pixel, I mean a black square in the middle of a clear blue sky. I immediately called my friend who was in the area and asked her to take a look at the sky, but she told me there was nothing up there. I know that it wasn't a hallucination. I was conscious and aware of my surroundings. When I called my then-boyfriend to tell him about the situation, he just laughed it off and said I was being crazy, but I know what I saw. The black pixel was in the middle of the sky and it was honestly... 
the weirdest thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Before I start, this was around four years ago, and since then, I've had several incidents where something similar but not exact happens, and I remember this story again. I've told it to my friends, family, therapists, and nobody is sure of what caused it or if it was a sudden panic attack, but I like to think that I saw something I wasn't supposed to. It was around 9 or 10 p.m. Canadian fall, so it was already pitch black outside. I had my window wide open and my curtains drawn back with my desk and laptop beside it. I might have gotten bored or just hungry, so I figured I would go downstairs, get a snack, and come back up. My door faces my window, so as soon as it opens, I see outside. I have a habit of closing my door when I leave, which makes it a real pain to balance plates and cups while trying to open it. I came back up the stairs with my plate and I was hit with a random feeling of unease. I couldn't pinpoint it, so I ignored it and opened my door. This part is hard to explain a bit, but the moon was right outside my window. And no, not the regular size moon, I mean as if the moon had inflated massively and was standing right outside looking into my room and directly at me, faceless. I panicked and then the dread hit. I wasn't supposed to be here. It didn't want me here and I had to leave. I felt it communicate this to me almost telepathically. Not exactly in words, but as soon as I saw it, I knew and closed the door. I started to freak out and hyperventilate a little. It took a few minutes to calm myself down and opened my door again. The moon was back in the sky. There was no presence of the moon that I had encountered and I felt relief. I closed my windows and my blinds daily after that. So, four or five years ago, I stepped out to walk my two dogs. My mom, who at the time drove a white BMW, had left for work very early that morning and was about one hour away. I lived on the main road in town so people walked past my house all the time. I walk out to the sidewalk and as I'm walking, I see who I think are my mom and my niece coming towards me. They say good morning and my mom pulls out her car keys and gets my niece into the back seat of, yes, a white BMW. I wave and my mom goes, I'll see you tonight. Love you. I just stared in shock. I called my mom and asked her where she was and lo and behold, she was at work. I didn't need to call my niece because at the time, she lived 1,700 miles away in Arkansas. I told my mom about this and she said it's super creepy and is, quote, so unsettling. I live in rural Australia. The facts are fairly unique and too easy to identify. I'm also going to muddle the geographical details. I was bullied brutally in high school. 
One of the very few people who was friendly to me was a dude named Brad. We were only friends of friends, but anyone who was not making my life a misery stood out. In 1988, when I was 14, Brad was in a car accident. He died in the hospital, and he was only 18. Another boy that I knew was also killed instantly in the same accident. An inquiry found that there were issues with the roadway that were largely responsible for the accident. These had been neglected and a government body was found liable. Not long after that, the father of the other boy was arrested for and eventually convicted of multiple child sex offenses against nearly two dozen children. All in all, very sad. It's a shit show and memorable for the wrong reasons. About a year and a half later, I overdosed on medication and lapsed into a coma. I survived by dumb luck with minimal damage. I was, however, left with a small amount of permanent amnesia. Furthermore, the memories of the two years previous to the coma became very muddled. I did not and do not trust my memory from that period without external confirmation. One day, I abruptly started thinking about Brad for reasons that I did not understand. It nagged at me till I looked up his death. At first, I couldn't find any of the dozens of newspaper articles that I recalled about the events surrounding it or any official records. My memory said the accident occurred in late autumn 1989. Brad was supposed to have been taken by ambulance to City A where he died. I clearly recalled taking flowers to his grave in Town A, my hometown, which is right near the crash site. I also recall being told, when I went to take flowers to his grave again years later, that his body had been moved. His parents took his death hard and moved right after the funeral. At the time, it made sense that they may have moved him. It took a long time, but I eventually stumbled across the articles and records. I was wildly off regarding the date of death. He died in Town B and was buried in City C. Now, Town B has a smaller, less well-equipped hospital and it's further away than a better facility in City A. It seemed odd when I read it that they would transfer a critical patient to Town B Hospital. My husband agreed. Not long after that though, I ran into a mutual associate of Brad and I who had gone to the funeral in City C and confirmed that he was buried there. This was all very weird, but I wrote it off as yet another example of my scrambled brain. Now, it turned out the reason that I had started to think about Brad was because it was coming up on his 50th birthday. When my 50th birthday came up, the same nagging feeling reappeared and I ended up revisiting the articles. To my surprise, I found a listing for a second grave, this time in Brisbane. His full name, date of death, and birth on two different headstones, one in City C and one in Brisbane, both existing concurrently, photographed and on a very prominent website. I presumed I just missed the second grave when I was searching the first time. This made me doubt my original memories less. It made the scenario I recalled seem more likely. A few months later, I was telling a friend about the whole saga and went to show her the two graves. The grave in City C was gone and in its place, a listing for Town D, a place about 800 kilometers away from my hometown. 
and the Brisbane grave remained. I was shocked. My husband, likewise, but neither of us had an explanation. In the absence of any kind of answer, the matter faded to the back of my mind. Tonight, the teenage friend of my nephew suddenly died. My nephew is about the same age as I was when Brad passed. Feeling nostalgic, I went to Brad's grave online to pay my respects. As of tonight, Brad's place of death is listed as Sydney, and the Brisbane grave is now gone. I don't know what to make of this. Three other people can corroborate that I have not imagined or misunderstood the changes, so I know it's not my memory. Brad's parents both died well before his 50th birthday, and his sister had permanently moved to the UK before they died. I'm just confused and unsettled by this. Here's the TLDR. An old school friend of mine who died in the 80s has had three places of death, a funeral in the wrong place and too many grave locations, and two at once at one point. This submitter includes an edit to include, I want to thank everyone who took the time to interact. While I don't have any certainty and it doesn't explain anything, I actually have some ideas about what may be going on. Another user encouraged me to go recheck the official record which wasn't available when I first went looking. I double checked the death record for the other victim of the accident and they also have the same disparity with their headstone and the official record. As another user pointed out to me, there may have been corruption involving regarding government liability. Re-examination of the facts make me wonder if other official mistakes may have also been made. I looked into why the date on the death certificate may have been changed. There was significant changes in legislation around that time. The movement of the date would have resulted in an almost negation of the public's ability to scrutinize government actions. Basically, it threw a 30-year lid on even being able to identify that the records existed. It occurred to me that other parts of what happened may be related to the child's sexual abuse. My friend and other victim were very similar. They were a similar age, their fathers had the exact same job, and vaguely resembled each other. Brad was one of those no-enemies kind of folks, and the other dude could make an enemy in an empty room. Given how long ago this was, I feel like someone may have mixed them up and may be trying to take upon the family of their abuser or their bully. It's being missed because Brad has no living family in Australia currently. I heard about this subreddit through a neighbor who urged me to share our story. This happened this summer at a barbecue I had with some of the neighbors on our street. Typical hot dogs, hamburgers, potato salad. I had made a comment to my next door neighbors about how I should have made a green salad, but the heat wouldn't permit, and this is important to remember later. The afternoon carried on as normal, and when the sun started to set, I suggested we get a game of cornhole going. I have a board that I painted myself that glows in the dark with LED lights around the board, and the bags also glow, four pink and four green. We paired up and separated the bags, four green and four pink. After three rounds, the other team is up by three points, and now it's my turn. I throw my first bag, which is pink, and boom, it sinks perfectly into the hole. 
you could see the pink illuminate through the hole clear as day. The other team lets out a typical ugh sound, and my partner and I, along with the neighbors who were just watching, all cheer. We continue taking turns throwing our bags and the match ends. As the other side starts to collect the bags, I see them both look around for my pink bag that I made directly in. They can't find it anywhere. There are no kids or pets to blame, and I thought that maybe the other person jokingly hid the bag. They both tell me that they hadn't touched it and looked equally as confused. Now, all of us spend the next 20 minutes searching my tiny backyard, dumping the trash can out, looking in the neighbor's yard for the bag, but to no avail. The bag was never found, but we called the game and figured we would just find it later. We all exchanged that strange kind of faces with each other because if you've ever played cornhole, you know when a bag sinks into the hole, there really isn't any other place it would go besides under the board. But whatever, I brush it off and I start to tidy up a bit, clearing plates and emptying cups when I notice the table with all the food on it and right in the center is a freaking salad. Did someone come late and bring the salad? I'm just standing there when I notice that not only is there a salad, but it's in one of my salad bowls. I'm floored. I don't want to sound crazy, so I casually ask each neighbor if it was them that brought the salad, and they all said no. The neighbor I had made the comment to about making a salad but knowing that it wouldn't be good in this weather remembered me saying that and seeing the bowl but never paid attention to what was in it. As the night ended and I'm cleaning up the rest of the mess, I decide to look again for the bag and never find it. My friend is inside washing dishes and asks me whose salad bowl this belonged to. I had figured maybe I did make a salad and just forgot, so the bowl was mine, except when they went to put it away, my exact same bowl was already in the cabinet. I just stood there, stunned. I mean, how could that be? They even had the same tiny piece of the price sticker on the bottom of the bowl that no matter how hard I scrubbed, couldn't come off, and that clear, sticky part remained. I'm a logical thinker. I truly believe everything can be explained away somehow, so I still tell myself that this has to be the case. Maybe the bag got picked up on accident. Maybe I had bought two bowls that were identical and just forgot. But no one claimed the bowl or found the bag. So it'll always leave this little doubt in my mind about what really happened that day. I took my son with me to the office yesterday because he didn't have school. He brought his backpack with snacks and his phone inside it. He was carrying the backpack with him when we left the house. I made sure he had it because his phone charger and all the stuffs that he needs is in there. Stuffs. We get to the office. He takes his jacket off, sits by one of the computers, and places the backpack beside him. I've seen him going on his phone, which was in the backpack. Later, around 3 p.m., we couldn't find his backpack. We panicked because we thought somebody stole it and his phone was inside it. We asked around the office and they didn't see it after 3 p.m., but they remembered him having the backpack that morning. We kept looking and couldn't find it. 
We realized it probably got stolen when he wasn't looking. There were a lot of kids coming in and out for trick-or-treating. We leave the office and go home. I unlock the house. I go in my room and his backpack is sitting on the bed with all of his stuff inside it, including his phone which he was using today. There are texts and a couple of social media interactions he made using the phone, so we know he had both the backpack and the phone that same day. We're shocked. We tried to rationalize it as much as possible, but there's no way he never brought it with him. There's concrete proof that he did such, and there's eyewitnesses. I mean, he even remembered having his phone too. Other people saw it, and there was texts alongside other social media interactions that couldn't have been possible without him having the phone. This is the first time something like this has ever happened to me, and I don't know how to feel about it. About 10 years ago, while I was living in San Francisco, my roommate and I drove to Hayward to watch a movie with a friend who lived there. To get to Hayward from San Francisco, you have to cross the San Mateo Bridge. I had driven that bridge what feels like a million times, so I'm super familiar with how long it takes to get across it. It was a late movie, and we didn't get out until a few minutes before midnight. We said our goodbyes and started driving back home to the city. My roommate was driving, and as we were on the San Mateo Bridge, I was just enjoying the radio, feeling super content and relaxed. Suddenly, I had this deep feeling that we'd been driving for a very long time. Too long. It felt like we'd been driving for hours. There weren't many cars on the bridge at that hour, and I surveyed my surroundings. The bridge just stretched on before us. Then, my roommate spoke up and asked me if it felt like we'd been driving for way too long on the bridge, and my stomach sank. We turned the radio off, and I swear to you, the clock said 1.20 a.m. We had somehow been driving on that bridge for over an hour. We freaked out and became hyper-vigilant. I told my roommate, who was driving, to stay calm and I was sure we'd be off the bridge soon. Sure enough, the hill on the bridge came up that you drive over to get off the bridge and into Foster City. We sped home to our town home at like 90 miles an hour after we got off the bridge. That bridge does not take over an hour to get across. I truly feel like we had gotten stuck in some time loop on that bridge crossing the bay, and when we finally realized what was happening, we snapped out of it. And no, we didn't drink or take any drugs. Has this happened to anyone else? Maybe even on the same bridge? This happened to me in 2020. I was in the kitchen having some snacks and was all by myself at home, and my parents would usually come home from work around 6 p.m., I was working in the home office due to lockdown, so I was used to the routine of my parents coming back at that time and hearing their car and their noises. When it was around 6.10 p.m., I heard the garage door open and the car entering, followed by the sound of the keys opening the door and my parents talking about some things about my grandma. I stayed where I was, expecting them to enter the kitchen in any second, but then 
all went silent. I found that very strange. They were always loud while talking, so the sudden silence made no sense. I left the kitchen expecting to find them, but the house was empty and quiet. I panicked and checked all the rooms and they were all empty as well. I checked the garage and the car wasn't there either. I got terrified but tried to calm down. 30 minutes later they arrived and I rushed to them and it was actually them arriving for real this time and they were also talking about my grandma. I told them what happened and they said that the traffic was awful so they just got home late. They must have been on the San Mateo Bridge. I still have no idea what happened that day. I was just sitting on the couch and my partner grabbed a half-eaten kebab from the fridge to heat up in the microwave. Our kitchen and living area are in the same big room. I saw him put it on a plate, put it in the microwave, and turned the thing on and we chatted for a little bit while he waited. When it was finished, he opened the microwave to find it empty. Now, he has Haiti HD and can be forgetful, but I'm pretty good at finding things and remembering where things are, so when I tell you that we were both freaking baffled, we both ended up searching everywhere from the freezer to the dishwasher to the shower and it's just, it's gone. This all happened within three minutes and there's no way it could have been eaten or put anywhere else in those few minutes. We even microwaved something else to make sure our microwave didn't just spontaneously turn into a wormhole or something. Maybe a higher dimensional being was kind of hungry. Either way, we're both thoroughly confused and he just wants his damn kebab, but apparently the universe had other ideas today. I just hope it didn't glitch into another place in the house to rot over time in secret. This one is one of the few glitch stories that actually has a resolution. After they posted this story, they found the kebab. Here's the update. They say, we found it in the cupboard in the spot where the plates go. So that's that, I guess. You love a good happy ending. So I listen to music nearly every day. I've been doing so for years, and because of this, I keep my headphones in my bed beside my pillow on the left side at all times for easy access. My headphones multiple times a week fall off my bed and end up between the mattress and the wall. At this time, my bed situation was a mattress on a box spring so I didn't have an under the bed for things to go missing under. One day, in 2017, I went to listen to music and like always my headphones appeared to have fallen off the bed between the mattress and the wall. I went to grab them without looking because they always end up in the exact same spot. I didn't feel them so I looked over so I could grab them but they weren't there. It didn't seem possible so I got up and pulled the mattress out further and looked but they still weren't there. I checked all over my room, which was very clean and minimal in furniture and design, so there weren't any places for things to hide or be stored away. 
After a good while of looking, I got a replacement pair of headphones and went about my day. For the next three or so days, I kept looking where my headphones should be because it didn't make any sense to me. After that, I gave up and forgot about it. About a week after my first headphones went missing, my replacement headphones fell off the bed like they always do, and I went to grab them without looking, like always, but instead of the replacement headphones, I pulled out the original missing ones. They were on top of the replacement ones as if they just spawned back in. For a bit of supporting detail, the headphones were large, over-the-ear pink and white headphones, so extremely hard to miss, and the replacement ones were black from a different brand, so they are impossible to mix up. At the time, I was home literally 24-7 because this was after I graduated high school and I wasn't working anymore, and I wasn't going out with friends because my one friend just had a baby and was busy, so no one could have came in my room without me knowing. I'm an only child and my parents don't come in my room in the first place. Neither me or my dad could come up with a logical explanation for this. Actually creeps me out. This one has another funny comment to it. They say, Companies have learned how to phase their products out of existence so you buy more and they increase their revenue. <laughs> I think our tinfoil hat is on a little bit too tight for that one. We went out to eat with my parents last night and they drove down into the city we live from from the country. We parked and noticed a car running, this is a big point, in a large parking lot pretty close to us behind where we parked. We said we were coming down to meet them after they said they arrived early and would meet them at the bar. It looked like one of their cars, they do have a few. I asked my husband if that looked like theirs, but that I didn't know their license plate exactly. I had gotten my phone out and dialed my mom, and he replied yes, that it does look like them, especially with how dirty it was. They live on a dirt road, and it's barely snowed this winter. I was about to walk up to the car, and my mom answered and said they were at the bar, so I turned around, and my husband responded it looked like my mom was in the driver's seat and how that it was odd that she had just had surgery. I told him they were inside, so we went inside. After dinner, we went out to my parents' car to get my birthday gift and say goodbye, and when I turned around, I was shocked at how close we had parked to them. When I walked over to our car and turned around, I realized my parents were literally parked in the exact same spot the car that we were looking at was parked. I looked at the plate, and I can't confirm that it was the exact plate, but the last two letters were the same. And my husband, who doesn't lean into any of my weird stuff, was like, that's the dirty car? I went as far as to go over and asked if they locked their car because I didn't know what was going on. They shrugged me off, but also the car was definitely on, so how would that have been them? Same make and model, cleanliness spots and partial plate. I don't even know. But I woke up with COVID, so I called my mom and she said, You know what? We were sitting in the car waiting to go in and your dad said, I feel really weird. Hmm. 
This happened to me a few years ago. I was diagnosed with bipolar a few years prior to this incident, and this happened during a hypomanic state that I was in, so it could have been a delusion, but it still bugs me to this day. Here's some context. My buddy and I used to go out with old work friends for wings and maybe pool every second Friday. This particular Friday, we had a nice big crew for wings and everyone was down for pool afterwards. So we get to the pool hall and I get two tables open while everyone is smoking outside. Now, I knew I was in a hypomanic state since I was in an elevated mood and my mind was racing with thoughts, so at times I was distracted with my thoughts and not really paying attention. Now for the glitch. I'm playing a game with this guy nicknamed Spike. We're well into the game and Spike is going for a corner shot with the cue ball from across the table. I'm distracted with my thoughts at this time, but I tune in as he's taking the shot then I believe I see him sink the shot, but when I look up from the table and I look at Spike, he's still taking the shot and ends up missing the cue ball, completely whiffing the shot. It's almost like I saw a parallel universe where he made the shot, but in the universe that I'm actually in, he misses. Like I said before, tuning back in from my racing mind, I may have imagined the shot. As for me being bipolar, I'm medicated now and in a more stable condition. I learned to accept it since I thought my initial diagnosis was BS. There's still some things during manic and hypomanic episodes that I remember that I should let go, but how vivid certain details are, it's, it's hard to forget. This happens to me quite often. I thought I'd share the two times that I remember most vividly. The first one happened about 10 years ago when I was in my early 20s. I had a pen pal in France and we still exchange handwritten letters to this day. On this particular day, I had just written her a letter and set it aside on the table and started addressing the envelope. I finished writing the address and then reached over for the letter so I could put it in the envelope but the letter wasn't there. I checked under the table and all over the floor in case it had dropped. Nothing. I got up, started looking everywhere, but still nothing. I finally gave up in frustration after about 30 minutes and started writing a new letter. As I paused in my writing, I glanced down and saw the original letter sitting neatly on the floor right next to me. I had checked the floor thoroughly and it definitely hadn't been there just a minute ago. The next glitchy event happened a couple of months ago when I was house sitting for my landlady who lives on the same gated property in a separate building right next to the one that I live in. I had to go in and out of her house multiple times a day to let her indoor dogs out, to feed her cat, and stuff like that. I have a key to the mailbox on a bright pink lanyard that I keep in my house and I used it to check the mail every evening before feeding her animals their dinner. That day was just like any other, then I had been in and out of her house multiple times doing my normal duties. At the end of the day, I went to go get the mailbox key. It wasn't in the box by my front door like it usually was. I tore the house apart looking for it, but to no avail. 
Frustrated, I decided to go in and feed the animals. So I walked up to her house and right there on the porch railing was the mailbox key with its bright pink lanyard. I'm pretty sure I never put it there and even if I had, I would have seen it on my numerous trips in and out of the house. The pink lanyard is hard to miss and no one had been on the property all day except for me. One of the comments on this story is funny, it got me. They say, you forgot to save the game after you put the key back. Turn on autosave next time. <laughs> I like that. This happened in 2019. Me and my mom were cleaning out our attic. Among all the other things, there was a gray blanket in a cardboard box that we stored up there. It was a really old blanket that someone gifted us, maybe back in 2014 or 2015. I have no idea what they were trying to do exactly. And we absolutely hated that blanket because it looked like it was made off of a dead cat with the furs coming out. So we never brought it out of its box again. After cleaning up the attic, my mom suggested that we do something about the blanket, like either donate it, which I doubted would work because it looks like a dead furless cat, or just throw it out because it was taking up space. So then I proceeded to take the blanket out of its box again, and to our surprise, there was a completely different blanket in there. The gray blanket was gone, but now it was a tiger-striped one. Now, it was more than surprising to us because there was no other blanket up there. It was the only one. Also, no one else goes up there either, just me and my mom. We still searched the whole house, thinking either one of us might have put it somewhere else, but it was nowhere to be found, and we never purchased or received any tiger-striped blanket before either. We still talk about this, but we can't find any plausible explanation of this incident. I can't tell if this next one's a Mandela effect or an actual glitch, but take a listen and you tell me. The writer says, I've been looking at the Mandela effect lately and also going through my own memories and experiences since my memory for detail has always been extremely good. One recollection that came to me was from about 1996 or maybe 97. My wife, who has been my girlfriend, and I would flip through the channels at night quite often. Our running joke back then was there were usually only two shows that were on at any time, no matter how many channels you passed by. Murder She Wrote and Diagnosis Murder. We concluded that Diagnosis Murder, or DM for short, was the new replacement for Murder She Wrote, or MSW for short since we thought that MSW would be off the air due to the actress's age. Anytime we'd see DM on when we were channel surfing, it was confirmation of our in-joke and we'd have a good laugh. One night, while watching the news, we saw a story about Dick Van Dyke's son, Barry, having shot himself. We both said, well, that's the end of DM, I guess. We never actually watched either show, but many times when channel surfing, we would see Barry. 
So the other night, I decided to look up what year Barry Van Dyke shot himself and, well, he's still alive. The only child of Dick Van Dyke to have committed suicide was a daughter in 1991, and my wife and I met in 92. Intrigued, I asked my wife, without telling her anything, if she remembered when Dick Van Dyke's son died in the 90s. She said, oh yeah, it was suicide, wasn't it? Maybe in the mid-90s? I said yes, and I showed her Barry Van Dyke's Wikipedia page. I also showed her Dick Van Dyke's page and no evidence of a child committing suicide while we knew each other. Personally, I still think this is a potential Mandela effect, but I have no one other than my wife to confirm it. Does anyone else here remember this, or did we actually glitch through realities? To set the scene, I work at a small pet store. We usually only have one or two customers inside at a time. There are two doors into the store, a front and a back door, and they both set off a chime when opened to alert us so we can make sure that we welcome every customer. Today, I was about to check out the only customer in the store when I heard the back door chime. As I was making my way up to the register to check out this guy, I catch a glimpse of the second customer as she walks between the aisles. She's a young black woman being led by a small fluffy white dog on a leash. I make a mental note of what she looks like so that when I'm done checking this guy out, I can go greet her properly, tell her about our deals, and see if she needs any help. I check the guy out, it only takes a minute, and then he leaves. The door chimes on his way out, but I haven't heard any other chimes so I know this lady and her dog are the only customer now in the store. I'm searching through the aisles and I can't find her anywhere, until I suddenly stumble across another woman with a dog on a leash, but she's Asian, and her dog is much bigger, maybe 50 pounds, and brown. I scour the rest of the store three times over, and she's the only customer in there. The black lady with the little white dog is nowhere to be seen. I have no idea where they went, and how the Asian lady got in. I had a view of both doors when I watched the guy leave out of the front door. No one slipped in or out while he was leaving. I can't stop thinking about it, it's really freaking me out. We don't have cameras so I can't check if I'm going crazy, but I know what I saw. Did the lady disappear, or did she shapeshift? What's going on? My boyfriend and I are hanging out and having a movie night tonight. We both vividly remember him grabbing a cherry Pepsi way earlier. I even remember seeing the bottle being like half full on his side of the table. He's been drinking it for a while. He just offered to get a new soda and I asked him to get a Diet Coke for us to share. When he comes back, he notices and is surprised that the bottle on his side table is now a Diet Coke. When he pointed this out, I was super surprised by this too because I swore it was Cherry Pepsi. We're both so confused and creeped out now. We know for a fact that he grabbed a Cherry Pepsi. I even have a vivid memory of him grabbing it out of the fridge 
because I remember thinking, Pepsi, gross, I'm not going to drink any of that. I've waited for quite a while to post this because I wanted to see if I could figure out a rational explanation, but I can't. I'm a teacher, and earlier this semester, one of my favorite students changed radically overnight. She was smart, pretty, and a bit shy. She clearly took care of her personal appearance. One day, she walked into class and she was heavier and frumpy. Her face was much rounder, almost bloated. It looked like she had gained 20 pounds overnight. I asked her if she was okay and if she had changed something. She gave me a strange look and said no. I could tell it was her, but this version of her was very different from the person who had been coming to my class for months. She was also now much less shy and I had to move her for talking too much in class. This was a big change. She remains as bright as she had been, but she seems much less interested in keeping her grades up. I made some inquiries of other teachers and no one else seemed to notice the change. None of my other students in my almost 20 years of teaching has changed so much this quickly. I'm very hesitant to talk to her parents because everyone else that I've talked to about it has thought I was a bit crazy. I seem to be the only one who's noticed the change and it's very disconcerting. Years ago, I was driving home from work just like any other day. In broad daylight, around 3.30 in the afternoon, on a somewhat overcast but not a rainy day. It's a short commute in a rural area. I suddenly noticed in my peripheral what appeared to be a big blue ball flying towards my car's driver's side as if it had been thrown. The closer it got, the smaller it got. It started out about the size of maybe a manhole cover and then decreased in size to about a basketball and I realized that it was also glowing. As it was about to hit my car, I instinctively turned my head the other way and I braced for impact. When I did, I watched it, now the size of a tennis ball, pass straight through my passenger side window and then disappear. The whole incident lasted a couple of seconds from the time I noticed it until the time I watched it exit my car. I literally had no time to process what happened. No damage whatsoever to myself or my car though. I was almost home, so I just continued driving in stunned silence. When I got home, my son asked if I was okay, stating I looked pale and upset. I explained what I had seen to the best of my ability. He went outside to double check my car and called me to come see. There was a perfectly round impact smudge on the outside of the driver's side window about the size of a basketball. It was swirly like a thumbprint and another only smaller on the inside of the passenger window. Both marks wiped away without causing any damage, but I still can't wrap my head around what this possibly could have been. I mean, I never felt it hit the car, I never heard either of the impacts, and apparently whatever this was passed straight through my car and me and kept going. 
I drive this route daily and have since been on the lookout for anything that could have caused a random blue light, but there's nothing but trees and cows. What could this have been? I would say it could have been my imagination, but my son found the marks on my car. If you're listening on YouTube, click subscribe, or if you're listening on a podcast, leave a review. Thanks. So this event happened at my mom's house. I was around 16 at the time, as were my friends. I was hanging out with a couple of my friends in the computer room of my mom's house around 2006. None of my friends had consistent, unsupervised internet access, so we would sit in the room with my mom's PC at all hours doing whatever a bunch of nerdy, teenage, anime, video game fangirls would do. The door next to the computer led to two rooms. Directly across was my mom's room, she wasn't home, and right around the corner was the bathroom. It wasn't a hallway, but more like a section of doors with the dining room next to it, and then the door to the kitchen at the left of the dining room and an open living room to the right. The three of us were sitting at the computer desk, two in chairs and one sitting on the floor. I got up to use the bathroom, leaving both of my friends sitting in the chairs with the door fully in view. When I was leaving the bathroom, I was about to go back into the computer room, but I also wanted to go to the kitchen to grab a snack. As I exited the door, it was like I made both decisions at the same time. I felt tired all of a sudden, and I had tunnel vision with like a visual snow effect. I remember turning towards the door, but at the same time, walking through the dining room. I'm not sure how to explain it, but my vision split, seeing both directions while I moved. Then the visual snow got heavier for a moment. When I snapped out of it, I was standing in the kitchen, holding the house phone as if I was going to call someone. There isn't a single person that I would be calling around midnight, though. I shook my head and rubbed my eyes while I put the phone back down. As I walked back into the room that my friends were in, they asked what the hell was that and how I did it. They saw me standing in the doorway for several minutes, no expression on my face. They didn't acknowledge me at first and then eventually they did ask if I was okay. They said I continued to silently stare at them. My friends said that it looked like me, but not me at the same time. I was taller and my clothes were slightly different. This entity turned around and walked away around the corner and I walked in, passing through it or something. The lights were off in the dining room so it appeared like I went around the corner and then immediately came back to the doorway. Somehow, I was standing in the doorway staring down my friends and at the same time I was in the kitchen holding the house phone for no reason that I can fathom. I guess I tried to do both things that I was considering when leaving the bathroom but ended up just standing around like an NPC in both situations. I forgot to grab a snack for us and we all ended up going to my bedroom in the converted attic. The door to that was at the back of the computer room. All because the three of us were too creeped out to stay downstairs. 
first, I want to make it clear that I wasn't under the influence of anything. I don't drink, I smoke weed very rarely, less than once a month, and I've done acid when I was a teenager just once. It's been more than seven years now, so there's no way that this was a flashback or anything. This happened last year and actually made me search for this subreddit. I was coming back from work in my car, everything was normal, my place of work is downtown but I live in a suburban area. When I would supposedly be reaching the suburbs, everything went dark. Except for my car's panel. Absolutely no lights were coming from the windows. It wasn't a blackout because there wasn't even the shade of those houses. And the road, if it was there, was just as dark as everything else. I couldn't feel the road or any acceleration. And the panel registered zero kilometers despite me continuing to try to accelerate. I checked my phone and there was no signal, although it showed 21.32 on the clock. I tried turning on the radio and there was just static. When things went dark, I was already scared, but things felt really nightmarish when I heard the radio static. I felt like screaming, but I was scared something in the void would hear me. Except for the sounds coming from my own car, it was all silent. My windows were closed and I wouldn't dare to open them. It was by far the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced, and it lasted about 40-ish seconds, or at least it felt like it did. Suddenly, I was back on the road after just entering the neighborhood. My car was moving, and I stopped by the sidewalk because I was very near a full-on panic attack at this point and just needed to leave my car. It took me a few minutes to get back in. No new incidents happened, and I've only told this story to my at-the-time girlfriend and my therapist. They both agree that I'm actually a no-bullshit kind of person. They wouldn't believe this sort of thing. To be honest, I still think it's more likely that I just had a random psychotic episode or something. But it never happened again, and nothing like that ever happened in my life before either. Here's some context to the situation. In December of 2021, I met this girl online who happened to live in my area. We started talking and after about a week, she came over to my house and picked me up for our first date. A few months later, in March of 2022, we officially started dating. Some key points that you need to know are as follows. First, she drives a very recognizable car. It's a sunflower yellow Volkswagen Beetle with a black drop top and has silver rims. Additionally, it's a very particular shade of yellow which makes it even easier to distinguish. At the time, she had split green and black hair where the green was a mix between emerald green and pastel jade. In November of 2022, about eight months later, I broke up with her after finding out that she had been cheating on me, and we've been in no contact since then. Finally, she lives about 40 minutes away from me and really has no business being in the part of town where I live. This is where things get weird. A few times now, I've seen similar looking cars and even one time a car that looked exactly like hers 
However, never has it been her driving. Last week I left my house and was maybe only a few minutes down the road. As I'm sitting at a four-way intersection, a car comes from the right side and passes onto the left, basically cutting across the intersection perpendicular to where I was sitting. It was an exact match to her bug. Same shade of yellow, black drop top, silver rims. I look to see who's driving it and it's a girl who looks to be about my age with the exact same split colored hair as my ex. In the moment, I didn't think much of it besides, oh well, there goes my ex. But the more I thought about it, the more I've been freaking myself out. Now, I wouldn't say that I'm superstitious, but I would say that I am a little stitious. However, this moment in particular has been on my mind quite a bit. I know in my heart that there are unexplainable things that go on, but I try not to think about it too much. The amount of coincidences that have taken place for me to experience what I saw feels like it's not a coincidence anymore. So let me get this straight. You're telling me that a girl who looks exactly like my ex is driving an actual replica of my ex's car who also happens to be driving in the direction of my house and just passed by. Yeah, I don't think so. The more I thought about it, the more I thought about it, the more I started to wonder if that actually was my ex, but according to all social media, her last post was just a few days ago, her hair is a completely different color now than it was before. She also had put on some weight. So we've now confirmed that it was not my ex driving past me last week. I'm about to sound like a wacko, but stay with me. Every fiber in my body is telling me that I had just experienced a past version of my ex driving to meet me for the first time, and I had experienced it from an outsider's perspective. I know that sounds insane and that I should probably take my meds, but I swear, I've been thinking about it so much and it adds up. Her hair? Check. Her car? Check. Her destination? Check. Her reason for being in my part of town? Also check. It all makes sense, except for the fact that parallel universes don't exist, right? I know this sounds fake, and if you think so, that's alright. I just wanted to share this experience with the internet in hopes that someone could talk me out of my insanity, or rather, egg me onto it. This person adds an edit to include, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who had and has been commenting on my post, over the past 24 hours, I've been meticulously reading all of your replies, and I really love seeing what you guys think. I usually carry a plastic fountain pen. I've had it for a few years. I love fountain pens, and I like the cheap plastic refillable ones so I don't beat up my nice ones while I'm traveling or when I'm in my shop. Two weeks ago, my brother brings me a pen that he found in his couch cushions. He jokes that I should keep track of my stuff when I'm over. I pull mine out of my pocket and I tell him, can't be mine. It's kind of weird. It's the exact same brand, model, and color. He gives me the pen and I take it to work. I clean it up and fill it and put it in my desk drawer for redlining work. It's weird, but cool. I mean, I have two of the same pen now. 
fast forward to tonight. I'm on vacation with my kids. My son comes to me, hands me a gray plastic fountain pen and says, Dad, your pen ended up in my backpack. We just changed Airbnbs and have traveled a lot this last week, so stuff gets shuffled. It's weird that it ended up in his bag though, but I shove it in my pocket. I'm glad he found it before I realized I lost it. Getting ready for a shower, I pull the pen out of my pocket and I set it on my nightstand. I reach in my other pocket and I find my pen. Now the one that my son found has a single-use cartridge which I never use and I have no idea where this pen came from. I admit it, as far as fountain pens go, they're as common as can be but I'm not sure if I've ever seen one in the wild. What are the chances of two people close enough to me to know what pen I use finding the exact same model and color fountain pen as I use and bringing them to me two weeks apart? What's going on? My entire school glitched. I'll tell you what I mean. This happened when I was still in high school. I'm pretty sure I was in the 12th grade. I was working part-time at a small shop that my school had that sold uniforms, stationery, things like that. I would work during break times and after school. One day, everyone had to go down to the field during break time to practice some school spirit for an upcoming competition. I, however, decided to go work at the shop instead of joining the event. It wasn't compulsory and a few other students decided to hang around school grounds, but otherwise the hallways were very empty. I remember finishing my shift earlier and walking back down the hallway towards the bathrooms. I vividly remember looking at the classrooms as I walked by and seeing that they were all completely empty, as expected. The students' school bags even stood outside the classrooms, as this was a custom at the school during break times. All three classrooms that I walked by looked empty. I went to the bathroom, I did my thing, and I walked back out. Now, this next bit is important. The bathrooms are located right next to a school bell, so it would be very hard to miss the ringing of said bell. Anyway, as I was exiting the bathroom, I was thinking about what to do during the rest of the break time when I noticed something odd. I walked down the same hallway as before, but this time, the students' bags were all removed from the porch where they stood before. I thought this was strange, but really thought nothing of it, until I walked past the classroom windows and I saw all of the students sitting inside the classroom. I was completely stumped, as I had just walked down this exact same hallway a mere minute ago and there was no one. I had to rush to my classroom and apologize profusely to the teacher, explaining that I hadn't noticed the bell ringing. I was extremely dumbfounded. How could I not notice the bell ringing to announce the end of break time when it's located right next to the bathroom that I was in? Plus, how did all the students and the teachers, who had a habit of being late to class after break time, return to the classrooms in less than one minute? If you have an explanation for this, please let me know because this has been bothering me every day.
A couple of years back, when my youngest brother was still young, he was obsessed with Darth Vader. My dad owned a couple of Legos and, after many requests from my brother, gave him his one rare Darth Vader Lego figure. My little brother was ecstatic, but my father told him sternly to take good care of it because that one was expensive and it was one of a kind. That day, my oldest brother and my youngest were messing around playing with Legos and, for whatever reason, they decide to take a break and then come back. Well, my little brother comes back crying about how his Darth Vader Lego is gone, and at first, they both searched around the little area that they were playing, and nothing. The search expands as my little brother gets more and more desperate so our dad doesn't get angry at him. Me and my sister begin to search around the house. We check the most obscure areas. I mean, aren't things always either in the most obscure or most obvious places, but it's nowhere. Not on the bunk bed, the floor, the counter, the drawers. It's nowhere. Eventually, Dad finds out, and he's a little disheartened that it's lost, but tells everyone to start looking harder. Eventually, Mom is looking too. And we're like this for a good 20 minutes, and then we all group back together in a circle in the living room in defeat. We stand in that circle for a moment of silence as we think of where to look next, but that silence is cut short by a small clack. All of a sudden, our eyes are on the black Darth Vader Lego on the floor in the center of our circle. The silence doesn't break for a moment. We look up at the bare ceiling, and then we start talking in a frenzy, trying to piece together what just happened. There was no incentive for any member of my family to hide this Lego. My elder brother is a prankster, but he was standing in the circle with us, and we would all want my little brother to be at ease. Plus, how? And the timing was impeccable, by the way, right when all hope was lost. Some of the comments on this story include somebody that says, Did you say thank you? <laughs> and then the OP says, I got on my knees, tears welling in my eyes, and I thanked my ceiling fervently. <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, then hit the like button. And if you're listening on a podcast, then leave a review. I know it sounds so dumb, but this just happened while I was watching TV, and I don't know what to make of it. It wasn't the TV. It wasn't any other noise. It was in my ear. A very clear click and transmission noise, and then a man speaking in a foreign voice for a few seconds, and then the same hiss noise, and a click, and then it was gone. I'm so shook. My wife looked over like I was nuts, and I told her, and she said, Put it on Reddit. Someone else might have had it happen to them. And so here I am. Honestly, it was so clear. It wasn't tinnitus or anything like that. And I literally had a hearing test last week at the optometrist, and it's perfect for my age. There's no problems. Has this ever happened to you? Back in 2011, my mother and my aunt were going to take a flight from overseas to US to see me. I called them late night from my cell phone 
and they were telling me, among other details, the flight number and arrival time for me to pick them up at LAX airport the next day. It was around 1.45 a.m., and then my cell phone ran out of battery, and that night I left my only charger at work, so the only option to talk to them right away was to go to a payphone that was located on a street's corner in the back of the building that I used to live to call them back using some coins and an international phone card that I had. I put a sweater on, got some coins, my cards, and keys, and walked to the payphone. By now, it was about 2.10 a.m., and then I arrived to the payphone, coins in one hand. With the other hand, I reach for the payphone's headset, and as soon as I place it in my ear, I hear the dial tone for one second, and without me depositing any coins or dialing, the dial tone was interrupted, and I heard, through that payphone, very clearly, my aunt's voice saying, Hello, Amy. I replied, Hello, wait, how is this possible? And then silence and some low static noise. I stayed there perplexed in the night's silence for one to two minutes. Then I deposited the coins and used the card to call them. My aunt picks up and says, Hello, Amy. Exactly the same way and with the same voice that I heard just a minute before. We talked and I mentioned what happened, but I tried not to worry them during the conversation. I still try to see it as something beautiful and amazing, but I was left with more questions than answers. One day, the veil will be lifted, but until then, best wishes to all. I searched duplicating item glitch in the matrix on Google and it led me here, so I'm going to share this because this is the first time anything like this has happened and it's weird. Yesterday, I went to the store with my father and we bought two blue raspberry flavored waters. I know there were two. I carried them throughout the store. I put them through the self-checkout. I carried them to the car and then I carried them into the house. Because I was excited to try the waters, we got home and I put the two waters on the counter right next to each other. Then a few minutes later, I moved them to a shelf right next to each other. An hour or so later, I went to go get my dinner plate and I took one of the bottles of water off the shelf and brought it to the couch and set it down on the couch next to me. My mother called for me, so I went to go see what she wanted. Maybe 10 minutes later, I come back and see one bottle of blue raspberry water back on the counter where I first put them after bringing them home. Just the one bottle. I get confused, so I look at the shelf and see the second bottle of water was still there on the shelf. I thought, oh, I must have brought my bottle of water with me from the couch on accident and forgot. So I took the water bottle from the counter to the couch only to find the water bottle I originally brought from the couch still sitting there where I left it the first time. I now have three bottles of blue raspberry water and I have no clue where that third bottle came from. I asked my father and he too has no clue where the extra bottle came from either. No one in my family knows and we're all confused. So all I could think of was this must be a glitch in the matrix.
This happened on a Tuesday evening around 6.30 p.m. I've been lurking this subreddit. I'm so interested in this topic, but it never had one happen to me. At least, nothing attention-grabbing enough for me to notice. A little backstory to illustrate how anxious and frustrated I was before this glitch. I have two young daughters. One had just finished her dance class. My toddler daughter was in the car with me during said dance class and getting antsy because she was over being in her car seat and playing in the car. She kept saying she wanted french fries. As soon as class is over, I made my way down the road during traffic to hit up the Wendy's. By this point, my youngest is losing her cool, crying that she wants to go home, wants to get down. She continues screaming all the way to Wendy's and then all the way home. Meanwhile, my older daughter has informed me that she has to go to the bathroom badly and doesn't think that she can hold it. I tell her I can't take her inside anywhere because my youngest is so upset, but we'll be home soon and I'll get there as soon as I can. She says, Mom, I don't think I can hold it. So here is where the glitch happens. We pull into the garage and I let my oldest out of her booster seat and I tell her to go inside to potty and she runs in and goes straight to the bathroom. I unbuckle my youngest, retrieve the food and other items from the car and head inside. When you enter the interior garage door and look to your left, that's where the guest bathroom is and where my oldest was at the time. If you turn left in front of that bathroom, you run into the closed master bedroom where I had shut the dog and cat in before leaving as usual. Well, I went straight through a doorway that leads to my living room and was greeted by my dog. I said to him out loud, Remy, how did you get out? I don't take the time to figure it out. I just set my toddler down and the food and a few other items and go back out to the garage to grab a couple more things. I go to the kitchen and start making a grilled cheese to go with my girl's fries. I'm called towards the bathroom to break up a fight between my girls, head back towards the kitchen, flip the grilled cheese, and then go back to the bathroom to make sure my eldest has wiped and washed her hands. I go back to the kitchen, plate them up, ready my food, and sit down on the couch to enjoy some delicious Wendy's nugs and a baked potato. No sooner than I have sat down, I hear my dog whining to be let out. I go to the garage door and open it, thinking he must have stuck by me on the way to get those additional items out and got himself shut out there. But nope, he wasn't there. So I go to the master bedroom around the corner and the door was closed. I hadn't opened it and it has a child safety doorknob thing on it and my toddler couldn't have opened it either. I finally open the door for the first time this evening since putting them away, and there is Remy and the cat, right where I had left them. I asked my older daughter if she had opened the door, and she said she never did, and added that she didn't see Remy pass by her when she came in. Who or what had I acknowledged when I first got home? I went to the gas station to get snacks for my family at a request for Oreos, but all the gas station had was a small pack of Oreo Cakesters and no regular Oreos. 
I'm not a fan of the Cakesters at all, and I took a couple of extra laps around the store to make sure that they didn't have regular Oreos somewhere else. I checked out with my boyfriend at the counter and then complained about my disappointment for having to buy Cakesters all the way home. When I got home, I told my sister that they didn't have normal Oreos, and the night went on, and the Cakesters sat in a bag untouched for the evening. Late at night, I asked my boyfriend if he wanted one. Even though we aren't crazy about them, he said sure. I went and grabbed the bag, and lo and behold, they weren't Cakesters anymore. They were normal Oreos. Nothing too paranormal here, but our minds are still blown. And now I have to imagine myself desperately making laps around the gas station looking for normal Oreos when they were in my hand the whole time. That was just weird. I'd say regular Oreos are better than Cakesters anyway as well, so we call that an upgrade. We'll never forget what my wife and I witnessed two years ago. During the Christmas season, we adorned our plastic small Christmas tree with a lovely pink silk ribbon. Whenever my wife entered the bedroom, she always found the decoration on the windowsill and asked why I had removed it from the hook. But the thing is, I didn't touch it. It seemed that the tree had dangled from the hook which had a sticky end and was still clung to the window's glass. We started investigating and left the decoration on the hook. Oddly, the Christmas tree sporadically toppled to the floor, leaving the hook steadfast on the glass. Then we decided to watch it when it falls, and we managed to catch the moment that it fell. Strangely, the ribbon seemed to effortlessly pass through the plastic hook, puzzling us as we observed the unusual phenomenon. We couldn't believe our eyes. The plastic hook was solid, it was impossible for the ribbon to penetrate the plastic hook, and that it couldn't climb up to the end of the hook to fall. So what might have happened? What caused this? This happened in Ubon in Vienna a year ago. My friend and I were waiting for the metro train at the station near to his dorm. The metro station was set up in a way that you could look towards the passage from where the train is coming from, and you can see it from a longer distance. The train is called Taubstummengasse, so we were waiting for the train to go towards the center. I was looking at right as the train was about to come, and there was the train, standing in one place further in the tunnel like 30 meters away, like just paused in the time and space. After three seconds, it basically just resumed traveling at the usual speed that they go. It looked like CS 1.6 when you have a large ping and everything gets paused for a second or two. I was the only one to notice it. My friend wasn't looking. Has this ever happened to you? So, one evening in 2020, I was leaving on a bike ride with my friend. My bike lock was wrapped around their bike in a circle. We got outside and they wanted to remove my lock but 
couldn't figure out the passcode. It's a number lock. Impatiently, I went over to grab the lock and while I grabbed it, it came off like the bike was invisible. The lock was still wrapped in a circle and locked. I was just staring at it like, what the F? How is this even possible? I unlocked it afterwards so I know for sure it was still locked. My friend witnessed everything and was also shook. We hadn't drank any alcohol or taken any drugs. I immediately said that this was like one of those glitches in the Matrix that I hear Derek talking about. My friend said let's not go anywhere on the bikes. It could be a bad sign or something. We also tried experimenting, pulling the lock different ways to see what would happen. Naturally, the lock would break open or pull the bike. It didn't happen again. This was a very strange and unexplainable incident. Anyway, I posted this at the time but deleted it in fear of what people would think. It was the catalyst that sent me on my spiritual awakening and questioning reality altogether. Okay, so I want to start that I've been reading posts from this subreddit for about six months, and during that time it's been fun reading them, and I've related to things that have happened in the past, but I've never actually felt or been cognizant of a glitch occurring to me in real time. But one actually happened to me today and it made me feel crazy. I was folding my laundry straight out of the dryer and was looking for a specific shirt my Street Fighter shirt, as I wanted to wear it today. I pulled it out, folded it, and I put it off to the side since I knew I was about to put it on. It was 100% off to the side. I'm confident about that. I was so present and in the moment doing it. I mean, I even set out to look for it when I opened the dryer. I fold all the laundry and then go to the end of the laundry stack and I pull out the last shirt and guess what it is. It's the Street Fighter shirt. I'm absolutely confused and looking at it like, what the hell? So then I go to where I had put it off to the side and it wasn't there. I then thought, well, maybe I grabbed a different shirt thinking that it was the Street Fighter shirt, even though I know it was what I grabbed because I had a moment of admiration looking at it. And now that is a new shirt, but there was no shirt off to the side at all. I'm tossing things aside, looking behind it, thinking maybe it fell, but there was nothing. I just can't believe that that actually happened to me. It really does make you feel like a crazy person. <laughs> 